Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we will explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us could be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. I'm glad you're here, so stick around, because we have got some exploring to do. Now, if you saw the episode title, you already know the artists I'll be covering, or at least some of them, but if you let this episode play without looking at the episode title, I'm going to be covering campaigns by Carolyn Ahrens, Striper, Bethany Bordeaux, Jack Thompson, Joel Vaughn, and Thomas Austin Anderson. Now, if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you could be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Carolyn Ahrens is an author of a handful of books and has been a columnist for several publications, but she's most known for making great music in the past couple decades with her singer-songwriter style. She started out her career with four albums on Reunion Records, which at the time was the home to Michael W. Smith, Rich Mullins, and Ashley Cleveland. She is the recipient of multiple Dove Awards from the American Gospel Music Association and Covenant Awards from the Canadian GMA. She's been an independent artist for a number of years now, but her last full-length album of original songs came out back in 2014. Now she is back, having just launched a Kickstarter campaign for a couple of projects, and I had the distinct pleasure of speaking with her about it. Here is my conversation with Carolyn Ahrens. Hello. Hello, it's Garrett Godfrey. So you have been at this music thing for two and a half decades already, and you've been putting out great music all along, but it sounds like you've had a very recent burst of creativity, and now you're in the studio, like right now, working on two new projects, a full-length album of new material titled Recognition, and then this acoustic EP of worship songs titled Our Songbook. Can you tell us a bit about that new burst of songwriting and about those two new projects? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. I have been at this for a really long time, uh, but my last kind of album of original music was in 2014, and in 2015, um, I took this job as director of education for Renovari, which is this amazing organization. And I've been using music a lot in that job, but but I haven't been, you know, uh, writing very much. And I've been learning so much in that job. It's a spiritual formation organization. And waiting to see how um, it would eventually come out in songs, but it always seems like when I have a when I'm learning something new, it takes a while to work its way out into songs. It was the same thing when I went to grad school and did a theology degree. I was like, eventually this is going to get to the songs, but yeah. it takes a while. So that's that's what's been happening, I think. And I I did have like a little burst three Easter's ago, Holy Week. I wrote three songs that I really liked and I've been carrying those around with me. And then right around Easter this year, uh, year something started to happen and um, I started to write and then the songs just started coming and coming and coming. And so, yeah, for the last few months since about Easter, um, I've sort of, songs have been coming almost as fast as I can receive them, which I'm very grateful for. It's a very rare state. Now, one of the songs you mentioned on a campaign video that came from that burst three years ago was Without Music. Yeah. And it, it seemed to be really foundational to this project coming out right now with the world the way it is yeah. right now. Can you tell us a bit about that track and what it means for this project? 
Yeah, so that that song, it's funny. I had sat down three years ago to write kind of a protest song. I was unhappy with the state of the world and injustice and poverty and, uh, you know, things not um, just the gap between what God intends for his world and what where we are right now. And um, so I sat down and wrote this protest song, but as I was writing it, it just kept, it just kept turning positive and it ended up being a song about the fact that no matter what what happens to humans we we still have song you know i like any people group anywhere it's almost like the more oppressed they are the more there is music the yeah. more there is um uh song and so i think there's something really holy and important about that it tells us something about our creator and about his image in us and um you know, music just, uh, it's, it's kind of this gift, this promise, you know, that there's, this isn't the end of the story. And so, yeah, as I was, as all these songs were coming now and I was thinking, okay, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're in the middle of this kind of new heightened awareness around racial injustice. Is this a really inappropriate time to be thinking about a project, especially to be, you know, trying to raise funds for a project? And I wasn't sure. And I was, praying about it, wrestling with it, talking to friends about it. And then um, I remembered this song, Without Music, Life Would Not Be Fair. Um, you know, there's injustice, but the music won't go away. That's, those are some of the words in the chorus. And I was like, I think I think maybe this song is telling me that we should go forward. And so, yeah, it's become really, really important to the project. Well, and it, your, your campaign definitely struck a chord. I mean, your goal was $20,000 Canadian, and you hit it in nine hours. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. there, there was a, a pent up demand. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one hit that fast and you're already over 130% right now. And we're only a couple days into it. Yeah. You have a stretch goal for $30,000. What is that stretch goal? Yeah. Well, and first let me just say how utterly astonished I am by that response. And I mean, what a, what a gift I, I, I can't really explain it, but I'm super, super grateful for it. Um, but yeah, having having funded, of course, there is always so much more you can do uh, with the music. You know, we had we had um, budgeted for these two albums kind of at their, okay, what's the cheapest we can do a really good job for? And so uh, there's definitely more we can do with the music. So we right now we're working on a 30,000 uh, stretch goal that will let us take that worship EP we were planning to do. It was going to kind of just be like a, a Kickstarter bonus of, um, you know, just my duo partner, Spencer and I, our, our duo arrangements of the songs that we most love to use when we're leading worship. And um, as the campaign was uh, launching, we were in the studio working on this worship project and we were realizing, oh, there's more here. Like, there's more going on with these songs. There's so much more we could do with them. So um, as the campaign hit so well, we thought, well, maybe do we dare, you know, have a stretch goal and um, let's do more with this project. Let's add uh, acoustic bass. Let's add kind of a percussion kit, some drums. Let's uh, go for a, a better level of mixing and let's do artwork for it and the whole thing. So we're kind of taking that project to a whole new level if we're if we can make this uh, this new goal. I'm not going to ask like what's your favorite song because that's like asking <laughs> what's your favorite child. But 
I'm going to ask mm-hmm. what's your like what's what reward you're most excited about because you've got digital downloads, you've got songbooks, stickers, socks, signed artwork like a USB stick with all the music, <laughs> dedicated video streams, the original painting of the album cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the video of of your um, retired pastor talking about the painting he did and why and how that was awesome. You know, collector's level with like a bunch of vintage rare stuff. Like yeah. you've got a lot of very unique things going on. Which ones are you most excited about that you're just like, I hope somebody takes this? This still feels like picking a favorite child because, okay. because we had so much fun thinking, thinking of stuff that uh, we could do to, you know, to thank people. Um, so I don't know. Definitely the painting that, that you mentioned. Um, so Brian Bueller, who was my pastor until uh, he retired in December, he's, he's this amazing painter. He does just the beautiful stuff with light and I gave him uh, the lyric to the title track um, a song that we're calling the project recognition but there's a song called almost didn't recognize you about these kind of different scenarios where you know it's easy to miss the holy and then all of a sudden you have this kind of epiphany of oh my goodness God is here he's showing himself here and so one is sort of about it you know getting up too early and then being ambushed by a sunrise and the other verse is about kind of influenced by a passage from Thomas Merton, this idea of being on a street corner and it's just a bunch of people. And then all of a sudden your vision shifts and you see that every human being is at this beloved image bearer and, and you can hardly stand the glory, you know? So I gave him this lyric and he painted this painting, this kind of street scene. And I absolutely love it. So we, we put the actual painting itself in Kickstarter and it's gone, but we also are doing these eight by eight prints of it. And they're yeah. kind of on, on um, foam core. So they're like, they're stiff. So you can sit them on a oh, counter cool. or a, your bookshelf or whatever. And they turned out so nice. And those will be, we'll only make as many as get purchased on the Kickstarter. And then he's going to sign and number them all and I'll send them. So probably because of my affection for, uh, that painting, that's that's one of my favorite things. But as you mentioned, we're also doing that that painting artwork on socks, really nice yeah. socks, and putting the word uh, recognition across the toes, so that if you're if you look down, you'll be reminded that there are um, things to recognize everywhere. Oh, that's there. so fun. Now, I, I do have to say, just some feedback to you. You've done an amazing job with the campaign. I mean, the video. The, the first video really drew me into the story of these two projects. And then you had a separate video about the rewards and the one about the artwork painting that were really compelling. It was all really well done. You also gave your mailing list advanced notice about the campaign. Yeah. And that was really good. And I love the way you've been releasing acoustic versions of the songs to folks on the mailing list. Those have been really good. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, this is all kind of like happened like organically, like it kind of took on a life of its own. Like when this uh, writing wave came upon me, there was no way to try out the songs for live audiences again, because of quarantine and, you know, and so historically, whenever I have a new live song, the only way to find out if it's, if it will, you know, as they used to say in Nashville, if that dog will hunt, the only way to find out is, um, is to play it for people. And, and I didn't have that opportunity. So I kind of reactivated my mailing list. It it, it had been a while since I communicated and um, 
started just sending out like iPhone videos of these new songs and getting uh, feedback. And that really started, you know, it's kind of was kind of the uh, genesis of even like, well, maybe we could crowdfund something here because it just felt like we were so in it together. So it's been it's been a really fun process. And I'm really grateful. If somebody joined the mailing list now, yeah, they'll be able to go back and get links to see the others. Where would they go to sign up for that? You know, probably the easiest thing is just to go to carolynearons.com, myname.com, and probably a formal pop-up as soon as you get there that invites you to um, join the mailing list. But if it doesn't, you can just scroll to the bottom of the page and it'll it'll say sign up for my mailing list. And then you'll get a, a welcome and it'll have links to all the previous week's mailings with the song videos. Those have been a lot of fun. So it's it's been cool to, to watch those. So do you have a, a little bit of time to talk kind of past some milestone moments in your music career? Sure, sure. So what kind of stands out? I mean, very recently, just around Easter, before the big um, flurry of writing, your song, Seize the Day, was... Tell tell us what happened with that, because that's a really big deal. Yeah, well, you know, it's cool you bring that song up, because probably if I was to tell you the milestone of my career. It it this song sees the day was on my very first album. Came out in '95, uh, almost exactly 25 years ago. In fact, the the final funding date on the Kickstarter is the 25 year anniversary of when that album came out. And the the milestone that I'm probably the most fond of. Lots of cool things have happened, but the first time that I sang that song somewhere and people sang along with it. And I realized that um, something I had written in my parents' basement, um, you know, had gone out into the world and people had committed it to their hearts. You know, it just blew me away. Like, this is now a part of these people. They can sing it by heart. Uh, I'll never forget that, you know, the first time that that happened. And then, yeah, 25 years later, right when uh, the coronavirus was first hitting, here in Canada, they have the Gospel Music Awards. They're called the Covenant Awards. And um, they wanted to put Seize the Day in their Song Hall of Fame. And uh, at the last minute, they had to punt from uh, doing the, the award show live, and we had to do it virtually. Uh, but it was so cool to, to have this song uh, put into the Song Hall of Fame. And it kind of started everything because in my speech, you know, I could see that uh, the coronavirus was going to really change things for a while, and that a lot of my fellow artists who really depend on touring for their living weren't going to be able to tour for a while. And so I talked to them in my acceptance speech about uh, Seize the Day, about, you know, a paradigm of exile for this time, thinking about Jeremiah 29 and thinking about God saying, look, when you're in exile, you plant gardens and you seek the welfare of, of your city. And so I was kind of challenging my fellow artists, look, while you're grounded, this is a time to plant gardens. And I was thinking of that primarily as as writing songs, you know, that that's what we cultivate, that's what we grow, and then when the time is right, we'll take them out into the world. And But the funny thing was, you know, after I gave that speech, I wasn't writing anything. I hadn't written anything for a few years, and I thought, oh, man, I'm, I'm... I'm a hypocrite, you know, I was charging them, but then, you know, after a few weeks of, of tending my own soil, then the song started coming, and, and so it's been fun to see that, that chain of events. So that's, those are great bookends. That's something, like, very recent, tied to something so early. Yeah. 
Somewhere in the middle, you mentioned, I don't think I ever knew this, you went to grad school and got a theology degree? I did, yeah. Does that intersect with your music at all? Or is that just something you said, I'm really passionate about this and I want to learn more? Or was there something occupational involved? Like, tell me about that. That's really fascinating. Well, yeah, over the years, um, I started getting asked to do as much kind of speaking and teaching with music woven in as straight singing. I'm not sure how that evolved. I I was always kind of a storyteller, you know, always kind of a gabber. I always did lots of talking in my concerts. And, um, and I also gradually started doing other kinds of writing, you know, wrote a couple books. I was a columnist for a long time for Christianity Today. And, and then I do that now for a magazine here in Canada called Faith Today. So my career kind of, morphed where music was still a really critical part of it, but I was doing a lot of speaking and teaching too. And I just became aware, man, you know, a lot of times I would do a church's retreat or something. And I would think these people, this is the one week in the year that they've set aside to really be intentional and set time apart to seek God. And man, I want to, I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to go deep. I want to, you know, have some good, good soil that God can grow some things in that I can share with other people. And so, yeah, I very gradually, um, kind of in between touring and raising kids and all that kind of other stuff, I started kind of picking up a course at a time at Regent College here in Vancouver, which is a, an awesome grad school, and did that very slowly for several years. And then for about three years, you know, closer to full-time and uh, eventually finished up a, a master's degree in, in theology in, in 2014. That's so cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Wow. Now, I remember for a while you were on some some different U.S. labels, and I'm seeing signposts on your projects lately. That's Steve Bell's thing, right? Yeah, yep. Tell me about that. Will this one kind of have a Steve Bell affiliation with Signpost as well? or So my first four albums were with Reunion Records out of Nashville. And then around the time of the fourth album was when I had um, my second kid. My husband, Mark, and I have two kids. And when we had Beth, our, our second child, uh, I just realized I couldn't. I was still living in Canada. I could not tour at the level that the label needed me to tour at to really sustain things. So I went independent at that time. And I've worked on and off quite a bit with Steve Bell's label Signpost, uh, which has just been a wonderful hub. Steve is so generous. He, if people don't know him, they should check out his music. He's a wonderful oh, yeah. songwriter. He's really and, good. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you know him. Yeah. And so uh, he's always kind of used his platform and his own artistry to encourage and raise up other artists. He's just, he and his, um, his business partner, Dave Zaglinski, have been amazing at that. And um, so, yeah, so uh, right after I left Reunion, I did a few records that they distributed. And now they're not really distributing music anymore, but we just we, we just cheer each other on and collaborate, you know, wherever we can, however we can. That's so exciting to hear. And I, I already promised my wife um, and, and my in-laws that I would not play the whole, oh, you're Canadian, do you know? And then list all the Canadian people I know. I don't know if you get that a lot, but like I thought, oh, I should ask. And then I thought, no, he probably, probably hates that. So, but but Steve Bell, I knew had an affiliation with your label. Yes, 
Um, well done. Well so, done. You know, years ago, I was driving on, on tour. I did this tour with Rich Mullins. But that's another career highlight. Uh, but we didn't use a bus. And so I was in my own little rental car bus between shows. And I was driving, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of America. And on NPR, this game came on and it was called, Are They Canadian or Are They Dead? And they would oh. say somebody's name and then the the contestant would have to guess whether they were Canadian or whether they were dead. Oh, so no. we could play that game too. Oh yeah. no. So tell me about that tour with Rich Mullins. How long ago? I mean, it had to have been a while, obviously, but yeah, it was actually the first tour I ever did. Um, so 95 again, 25 years ago. And um, I mean, what a way to start, right? Opening for Rich Mullins and Ashley Cleveland was amazing. Was on that tour as well. Cause you were all on reunion at that time. Yeah. 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 It was, 63 cities in 10 weeks. Oh, that's so unreal. Very intense, but amazing. I mean, uh, it was only about a year and a half before uh, Rich passed away in a car accident. So I, I realize now, you know, what a gift that was to have that time with him. But also in terms of kind of apprenticing me as an artist, his, again, like I was mentioning with Steve, Rich's generosity was legendary. And he was so kind and generous to this kind of unknown opening act you know he would he would come out every night and say hey everybody i want you to meet my friend carolyn you know he always just he didn't have to do that um you know and he always made sure that the opening acts had all the same light and sound as the headliner and you know which is just not how it's normally done um he's just just very generous and um uh, I'll be forever grateful that that's that was my starting point was getting to see him operate and do music in the world and and try to aspire to some of what he demonstrated how he was. So that makes me think of a question that's putting you on the spot. So I'm going to ask the question and then give you a little bit of time to think about it while I tell you a, okay. a quick story. So the question that's going to put you okay. on the spot is um, in the way that Rich would say to his crowd. Um, hey, here's this other artist you should check out. Is there an artist or two that you would say, ooh, I should call out attention to this person. I'd like to give a shout out to that person that you would maybe you know, steer our attention to that you would say is an up-and-comer or maybe just not getting the visibility they would deserve. Um, and while you think about that, I'm going to say you had said something. I don't remember if it was a tweet or a... Uh, Facebook post, I think it might have been Twitter, about an album. And you just like, in passing reference, reposted somebody's album or something. And I, I checked it out. And it was Jaylene Johnson. And it was 2016. Mm. And it was her album, Potter mm-hmm. and Clay. And I mm-hmm. don't like country music, or at least I didn't at the time, because I didn't really understand it. Mm. But that album hit me square between the eyes and like the song, let the silence speak and falling and like so many of those songs that album uh, connected with me. It was my favorite album of 2016. Um, And I would not have even known about it except you had shared her album. And then like, I'm telling everybody, you got to check out this Potter and Clay album. They're like, sounds like country. I didn't think you like, I'm like, I I don't, but like this, this is different. Like this is, this is just really good songs. Mm -hmm. It's not country. So that, I don't know how casual or intentional or if it was just like a regular Tuesday for you, but that mention mm. led to me loving that project. So cool. So is there anybody that you would think of that you would want to say, let me, let me shift the spotlight for a second? Yeah, so many, so many. So we already talked about Steve Bell. So if people don't know Steve Bell, they have to 
they have to discover Steve Bell. Um, stick, and Jaylene Johnson, who you just mentioned, wonderful. Um, there's a guy named Keith Kitchen here in Canada that I think is a really, an, I don't want to say underrated because people who know about him rate him really highly, but but he, he should be much more well-known than he is. He's just a wonderful songwriter, Keith Kitchen. Probably a lot of people already know Jeremy Casella, but oh, I think yeah. his most recent record is just breathtaking. And then um, sticking with the Rabbit Room group, uh, Drew Miller yeah. is just writing just mind-blowing songs. People should check him out, too. Those are those are a few that spring to mind right away, but I well, could list them for hours. So many That's good really ones. cool. I'm, I've got some homework to track down some folks now. Well, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time to talk with me. I know it's crazy busy. Like You actually came home from the studio today. How's uh, recording t- today? How's it kicking off? It was good, yeah. Today was the first day of tracking. Those are always the intense days, but um, it was really fun. And at, for both the drummer and the bass player, they haven't been playing at all with other people because of COVID. So this was like the first session. And we took some precautions and stuff, but we could be in the same studio together. And so, yeah, the bassist was saying, I'm kind of like trying not to cry. Because it's just so nice to be around so people. Good, oh, good so to be good. playing music with other people again. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it was very special. It was good. How long are you thinking the, the recording process time will be and then all the everything else that goes into this? Yeah, it'll be, we have booked a couple of kind of like weeks with weekends on each end. Um, so like nine, couple of nine day stretches. And then we've been going, I've been going to the studio, kind of worked it out with work to go to the studio every Thursday and um, chip away at it. And so I don't know how many days it'll end up being by the time it's all done. We're kind of just chipping away at it, but we want to get it to, we've got Richie Biggs um, mixing it, which I'm really excited about. And he needs about six weeks to mix it once he gets it, because he's also doing it, you know, while other things are going on. Yeah. So we're trying to get it to him by September 1st so that he uh, mixes it by the middle of October at the latest. And for sure we get the music out by the end of the year. That's that's awesome. And then not public till like middle of next year. Right. Till early in, at some point in 2021, we'll start releasing it kind of like a song at a time to, um, to digital platforms. But yeah, in 2020, it'll only go out to people who back the Kickstarter. That's so cool. I sure do appreciate this. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that it's already gone fully funded too. I know that's uh, probably a peace of mind uh, right away. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I sure do appreciate your time. Yeah, well, thank you for doing this this podcast. I, I, I'm so glad to have discovered it. I was listening on on my way home from the studio to um, Caroline Cobb, and I was like, I've never heard of Caroline Cobb, but this sounds oh, amazing. She's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, the just the piece that you played with the there was some line like the beggar has the currency or something like that it was just so good. She has such insight into unpacking scripture but in a very storyteller sort of way. Yeah, her her music's worth worth digging into. So Well you have a good patron fan now. I'm gonna be listening and backing and Yay. Yeah, I really, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh we will uh keep people posted as the campaign progresses. Thanks, yeah. 
we won't run out of ideas if if people want to keep being involved. That'll be will be great. Have you have you thought yeah. about like a oh wow we made thirty thousand do we need another stretch goal? I yeah we have an idea we'd we'd really like to um I mean we didn't originally but when it did so well we were like oh we can do more that gets our juices flowing so um we would really like to put um there's a string quartet in Nashville called the Love Sponge Strings who are mm-hmm. amazing. Like they all play in the Nashville Symphony Orchestra, but then they do all this kind of pop and folk and rock stuff. So they can they can operate in both worlds. And so we we'd really like to get a couple of quartet arrangements, live strings oh, on wow. on the recognition project. So that's really yeah. beautiful. So that would be our next our next dream if if we make this one. Well very cool. Thank you again. Talk to you later. All right. Okay, bye bye. Take care. And if you don't know what her music sounds like, here's a clip of that song we talked about, Almost Didn't Recognize You, so you've got an idea what to expect on this album. I can't count how many times I almost didn't recognize you Be sure to sign up for her mailing list so you can check out all the rest of the demos that she's been releasing. Now, to sum up, here are the details of the campaign and the reward tiers. Remember, this campaign is fully funded now, so it will happen. But this is your exclusive chance to get in on some of the offers. For $20 Canadian, which is about $15 US, you get the downloads of both projects and PDF songbooks with chord charts and song stories for both albums months before they're made public. For 25 Canadian, which is about 19 US, you get all that digital stuff, but you also get a signed and numbered copy of the recognition album on CD. And then for the other levels, you're going to have to head over to Kickstarter and check them all out. Head over to Kickstarter and search for Carolyn Aarons. That's A-R-E-N-D-S. Or just the title, Recognition. This campaign closes Saturday, August 15th. So, what's one way that you can become a good patron? Well, a new listener, Rob, messaged me a little bit ago to let me know that he'd recently discovered the show and really appreciated learning about a bunch of new artists and some active campaigns. And it felt so good to hear that, to know that the show was still reaching new listeners and it was scratching an itch that folks have. And that's when this month's Good Patron Challenge occurred to me. One way we can be a good patron of the musicians and artists we really love and appreciate is to reach out to them and let them know. Tell them how much their music means to you. Mention specific projects or songs and how they have impacted you. If their music has had a significant impact for your family or relationship or played a role at a pivotal time in your life, let them know. And if you do, let me know too. I'd love to find out what songs are so meaningful to you and connecting with you. 
And if you are looking for new music to inspire you and connect with you, you can check out the Songs RX project that UTR Media is doing right now. You sign up for the mailing list at utrmedia.org, and every day you get a specific song with some thoughts around it from writers such as Cindy Morgan or Justin McRoberts, Tim Briggs, and more. And before we transition to the next part of the show, I want to remind you that the 8th of every month is Podcast Review Day. So on social media, you'll probably see it as hashtag PodRevDay. So as we come up on July 8th, I just want you to think about some of your favorite podcasts and give them a review on whatever platform you choose. And if you feel like reviewing this show, you can head over to ratethispodcast.com slash goodpatron, and it'll show you whatever platform is supported by your device including Podchaser. Now, I have five more artists and projects to tell you about, so stick around to find out about some opportunities you have to help some specific artists with some active campaigns and pre-orders right after this quick break. This UTR podcast is sponsored by the latest album from Yellow Hammer Hymns. Let's go up to the house of God. The 2020 self-titled album Yellow Hammer Hymns is a collection of original spiritual songs and modern hymns that will surely speak to the heart. Wake up, oh sleep, rise up from your grave. Find the new self-titled album by Yellowhammer Hymns on Spotify or yellowhammerhymns.com. Oh, what a year 2020 has been so far. And if music has helped you survive this year, then you might want to sport our latest UTR t-shirt. Now, we created this t-shirt exclusively as a thank you gift for our Giving Tuesday Now campaign. And that campaign is now over. However, we ordered about 10 extra t-shirts and we would love for you to have a chance to get one of these for free. Now, you just sign up at our website and there is a favor we ask of you, but it's at no out-of-pocket cost to you. Now, this is a very limited edition t-shirt, so it's only while supplies last. So go check it out, get the details, and sign up at utrmedia.org. This UTR Media podcast is brought to you by the new single by Texas-based singer-songwriter Paul Deemer. Climb the tallest mountain in San Francisco Looking for a melody way up in the canopy The single On My Way Back Down by Paul Deemer shares how changing our perspective can expand our horizons. And you notice different things You notice different things You notice different things on the way back down On My Way Back Down by Paul Deemer is available now on Spotify and all music platforms. And look for UTR's interview with Paul at utrmedia.org. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. On this show, I will cover all the campaigns that are active right now that I think merit your attention. But if something comes out between the episodes, you might not hear about it on the show. But if you follow the show on Twitter, at GoodPatron, 
You can see what campaigns we're tweeting about all the time, even between episodes. And if you want to follow up on any of the campaigns or pre-orders I'm about to share with you, I'll have all the links for all of them in the episode show notes. Striper have been putting out their brand of glam metal for decades, but they've also been putting out new music along the way. In fact, they've put out five albums in the last 10 years, and they've launched a pre-order for a new album to be titled Even the Devil Believes, releasing September 4th. Here is a clip of the first single from this new album, Blood From Above, so you've got an idea what to expect. Wow, takes you way back, doesn't it? Okay, so $13 gets to the CD, $25 gets to the black vinyl, so head over to striper.com and click on the store link for more information. Now, the other four artists in this episode are all from Nashville. Bethany Bordeaux is a violinist and began putting out videos with her friends when the COVID-19 lockdown kept people from live music. And what began as a simple way to worship together with friends is becoming an instrumental album titled Hymns from Home. Here is a clip of one of those videos of the hymn It Is Well, so you've got an idea what it'll sound like. $10 gets you an early download of the project, $20 for the CD and download, and then there are other options available. And this campaign is already fully funded, so it's going to happen. Head over to Kickstarter and search for Hymns from Home. This campaign closes Thursday, July 9th. Now, I want to say thank you to Ryan in the Crowdfunding Christian Music Group on Facebook for telling us about Jack Thompson. She's a singer-songwriter in Nashville, and while her music isn't targeted at the church or for Christian radio, she's a fellow Jesus follower making some amazing music, and she's recently launched a Kickstarter for her full-length debut album. Here is a clip of a live acoustic version of her song, I Saw You, so you've got an idea what she sounds like. And I've got to say, when I hear this song, it makes me think of the songwriting of Don Chaffer. Here's that clip. i 
$15 for the early download of the album, $25 for the CD and early download, and there are other options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Jack Thompson. That's J-A-C Thompson. This campaign closes Tuesday, July 21st. Joel Vaughn is another singer-songwriter, Nashville resident. He's released three full-length albums and a handful of EPs in the last decade, and now he's launched a Kickstarter campaign to release a new 11-song full-length album to be titled Songs of Hope. Here is a clip of his song, I Look to You, from his 2019 EP, Control Volume 2, so you've got an idea what his music sounds like. Days I'm so afraid, I'm so consumed with worry Thinking about the destination, can't enjoy the journey Praying hard, but in my heart I wonder if you heard me Just as I start to give up hope I feel your spirit stirring when the fears arise in me I will lift my eyes to see $10 gets you the digital download of the album, 15 gets you the CD, and he's got other options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Songs of Hope. This campaign closes Sunday, July 26th. Now, earlier this year, Thomas Austin Anderson recently finished up releasing the EP Indiana with his brother, full of songs about their grandparents, songs of lament and hope. And now he's written new songs, songs about change and growth and being made new. And he's launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new five-song EP. Here is a clip of the track Spring from that Indiana EP, so you've got an idea what he sounds like. Like a poplar in the winter I've been showing Just exactly where my branches reach their ends but like a pillar in the basement I've been holding On to her and holding strong to where we've been Like a tiny wooden figure on the counter I've been feeling awful powerless and small But the old grandfather clock still counting hours Toward the day when everything is worth it all Oh, I want to be restored And I think I'm getting closer every day But oh, restoration's such a heavy weight to bear But all this snow is bound to fall and melt away so I'm waiting for the season heaven brings spring. $25 gets you a digital download of the EP a couple months early, along with some rough mixes, studio footage, new songs, and other surprises. And he's got other options available as well, so head over to Kickstarter and search for Thomas Austin. This campaign closes Friday, July 31st. I really hope at least one of these campaigns or artists this episode has connected with you, and you'll follow up and check it out.
If you end up backing any of the campaigns or pre-orders, or if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign I should know about, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet and include at goodpatron, so I see it. Or if you're on Facebook, just pop into the crowdfunding Christian music group and share it with all of us. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. So until next episode, I want you to remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved. Good Patron Podcast is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and found online at utrmedia.org. Thank you.